Hello everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Alesto After Hours, the show where we get to go beyond the 600 word limit in the paper and discuss what's happening on our campus and in the world. I'm your host, Erica Green, and I'm joined by one Alesto staff member who I'll let introduce herself. Hi, I'm Jennifer Geckner, and I'm the copy editor at the Alesto. All right, so let's get right into it. So this is our last podcast for the semester. So, so sad. sad. Yes, yes, so sad. <laughs> it's wrapping up. Wrapping up, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's going to be fun. So the first that we're going to talk about, I'm going to let Jennifer talk about because she wrote it. So <laughs> take it away. Okay, so this week I wrote a story about the Lovejoy Library and all the changes that are going on. Um, so uh, we noticed on like the SOUE fact book, if you haven't seen it, check it out because the there's a lot of book? really it, cool facts on there about like huh. student enrollment, like percentages as far as like female, male population, like all kinds of crazy stats. It's really cool. So check it out if you haven't. Um, but we noticed that like a lot of spending wasn't going towards books anymore. So we were like, what are they spending this money on then for the library? So I went and talked to um, a couple people at the library, and basically, instead of spending money on books, we're switching more to like ebooks or just like databases, so you can like access all your journals and stuff online instead of having to go in and do research. Which I mean, I think is worth it because who wants to go and buy or get books at the library when you can just get them online from home? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't say the last time I checked out a book in the library. And I feel like that's a pretty common experience. I don't think yeah. anybody actually goes and checks out books unless they're required to for a class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, first of all, I didn't know we had a fact book, like literally a book of facts. I don't think just I, laying I didn't around. know about it until I wrote this story. Where is it at? You just look it up. You go to SIUE, look up fact book in the little search bar. It'll pop up. I'm like, it's literally a book of facts. It huh. is. That's really juicy, cool. There's some juicy stuff in there. I mean, we found this from looking through it, so. Interesting. We found well, a story from it. <laughs> yeah, true. So, it's it's really funny. I mean, obviously, like, if you read the story, like, you would just be like, duh. Because, like like you said, there's really not a whole lot going on in the whole library system these days. Um, you know, in the, in the article, you know, it says that in fall 2014, um, they spent, like, $133,000 um, for books and stuff like that, and for fall 2018, it was 46000 so, like, more than half of, uh, of it. was it. a very big change. <laughs> very big change. Um, and also, they were talking about how, um, you know, like you said, people really don't use it, use a library for books, like, they usually use it for the databases, so, shoot, I forgot what it's called, but, like, the, the online databases where you can look up scholar, like, scholarly articles for your mm-hmm. papers and stuff, like, people use the library website for that. Sometimes, but yeah, no, I really don't yeah. use the library. Like and when that. you don't have a lot of space in there, I mean, that was another thing they talked about. It's not like we have more space to keep all the books and do other things, so you kind of have to pick and choose what you do. Yeah, really, I feel like the only thing people really go in the library for is to, like study or sleep or chill or eat or everything but reading a book. That's what people go to the library for, pretty much. Which is, I mean, it's not sad, but it's like, eh, it is what it is. I do just wonder, like, the statistics as far as like. How many people actually do check out books in a Me year? Too. Like I, I'm just curious about that. Me too. And it says, um, you know, that uh, the the fact book that we just discovered <laughs> to, to exist um, said that um, it also shows that there's a decrease in spending on salaries and wages. So I guess library librarians are being stiffed a little bit too, which 
I mean, obviously, if nobody's really checking out books or really doing nothing, I guess that would that would make sense. Yeah, it sounded like a lot of people just like retired or left to go somewhere else, like all at once. So like, yeah. we used to have eighteen librarians, and at one point got down to eight. Yeah. So they are hiring yes, more. Yes, they said but they are hiring more, so that's good. They're trying to get those numbers back up. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Do you ever do you ever think that like. Because in the article it says that the library is the same size it was in, like, 1965 when it was first built. And obviously people were checking out mad books in 1965. So do you think they'll ever, like, kind of reduce the size of the library or, like, make it smaller? I don't know. I feel like they would just almost only use certain floors for books. Like, Probably. maybe Because there's convert. three floors. We have three yeah. floors, which is, a little, which is a little much, in my opinion. But and maybe hey. convert, like, the other ones to something else. Yeah. So, I mean, the first floor is basically just seating at this point like i feel like there's only like a really small yeah. section that's books on the first floor yeah there's just mostly computer yeah i don't think there's any actually no there's like no books on the first floor i don't think there's any so it's mainly just like the second and third floor. yeah it's just computers and those comfy red beanbag chairs so, yeah, so on to our next story. We're going to talk about Avengers Endgame, and I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. If you haven't seen it, we're going to say a lot of spoilers, so go see it before you listen to this part. I don't care. I don't feel sorry. It, it came out a week, almost two weeks ago now, so. If you're a real fan, you would have seen it by now. <laughs> talk about it, Jennifer. Talk about it. Yes. If you would if you were a real fan, you would have seen it by now. So. You would have found time. Yes, you would have made time in your Could've busy schedule. Could have gone to the 2 a.m. showing. Come on. <laughs> yes, so our lovely reviewer of all movies, Trevor Oliver, shout out to him for writing a whole piece because he's nicer than I am. Shout out to him for writing a whole piece about Avengers Endgame with no spoilers. Shout out to him because I'm not that nice. I would have said all spoilers and would not have cared. So Trevor says Avengers Endgame is without a doubt the best Marvel movie yet and one of the greatest films of the year now do you care about like marvel films are you like a real marvel fan see i actually really like marvel which is weird to me because i've never been into comic books or superheroes or anything like that but the marvel franchise i feel like is just like it appeals to everyone honestly now do you agree with trevor that avengers endgame is the best marvel film yeah i don't but go ahead go ahead go okay so why do you say I just think that it just wraps everything up so well, and I was not expecting it at all. Yeah, the ending, like, okay, so I heard that it was going to be real sad, and there were some parts that were sad, but, like, just the way that it ended, like, I was okay with it. Like, I was at peace Yeah, like, same. It was so unexpected, but at the same time, I was like, you know, that makes sense. Like, it's satisfying. I didn't expect Iron Man to die. That honestly, me either. And Black Widow. That's what. Well, actually, no. I kind of figured it out because at the on on the on Avengers: Infinity War, Thanos killed Gamora for the Soul Stone. So when um, Black Widow and what's his face Clint. went, yeah, yeah, went to get the Soul Stone. I was like, okay, somebody's gotta die. But yeah, I honestly didn't know who it was going to be though. I do think it makes sense to go with Black Widow just because then Clint gotta have family. his like happy reunion yeah, with his family. Yeah. So like it made sense. So at the time, like I was so like anxious, was, not yeah. knowing which one of them was going to end up like sacrificing. My themselves. question is, they didn't know before traveling there that they had that that was what had to be done. Like y'all didn't do y'all research. Yeah. Like, I, didn't. I was confused by that too. Or did they just not believe them? I don't know. Because I don't know. they obviously knew that. Thanos went with Gamora. Yeah. And, he and came left. Yeah. Gamora. And left with just the stone and not Gamora. So. Yeah. You'd think they would have pieced it together. Yeah. But, uh, no, I I mean, Endgame was good. It was three hours. 
But and also, I think Endgame, the first hour of the movie was so slow. Oh my god! Like I feel like if they would have like cut that part out or sped it up, it wouldn't have been as long as it would uh, as it was. Like it was so slow. Like I get that to set the scene, but like y- y'all could have done it a little bit better. I think. Yeah, I feel like there was the first twenty minutes that kind of had some action, so it wasn't that bad. Nah. But then like after that, we have like them trying to process like losing to Thanos and it, yeah there was just a very there was a period that was, was a little slow yeah but no uh back to this I think uh personally Black Panther is is the best Marvel movie I haven't seen Black Panther that's <gasps> one of the, that's one of the few that I haven't seen Girl, first of all it's on Netflix I will, and I've been meaning to watch it I would use your own words and if you and say if you were a true Marvel fan you would have been saw Black Panther by now that's true why did you go see it or haven't you seen it ever I don't know I just haven't gotten around to it go watch it tonight like Ant-Man and the Wasp like that's oh, been I'm on kid- my list too just because it's one of the Marvel movies you're not missing much with That's what I've heard. Yeah, Ant-Man is kind of, I'm sorry, I'm a Marvel fan, but Ant-Man is kind of stupid. I tried to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I just, I couldn't finish it. It was stupid. Yeah, I mean, stupid. I was meaning to watch Black Panther before going to see Infinity War last year, and then yeah. just didn't because it was still in theaters at that point, and just didn't want to pay for back-to-back movies. Yeah, Black Panther is so good. First of all, I don't, what, what are you doing tonight? You should go watch Black Panther tonight. I honestly. might, honestly. Do it, why not? But no, I think Black Panther is the best Marvel movie just because, I mean, for, for one, diversity. Like, I, one could argue say that Avengers is diverse, but they're really not. But um, Yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah not really. Not as much as they could. They got a woman, but other than that, they're really not. Um. You know, so the Black Panther diversity, um, just, I could talk all day about Black Panther, but, like, just the fact that they have correctly cast the movie also, you know, a lot of times in, in Hollywood films, you know, they had to do something called whitewashing, which I just wrote a paper on it, so that's why I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's like when there's roles that are meant for people of color, and they cast, like, either white people or people who are really, like, lighter you know, but they actually cast pe- people who are either African or, like, really dark-skinned, like, you know, a lot of Africans are. And, I don't know, just, like, the technology, just everything that it stood for, you know, like, the like Shuri, like, his little sister um, was a b- girl with braids, and she was in science and math, and it was cool. Like, you know, like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people get made fun of for being smart. And, like, in that movie, she was smart and she was cool. So I that that and the music. First of all, Black Panther took so many awards for, like, the music alone. Like, the original soundtrack and the album that Kendrick Lamar did for it. Oh, my gosh, so good. But, yeah, that's why I believe Black Panther is the best Marvel movie ever, like, other Marvel movies are okay. They're, I mean, not okay. Let me not even. Let me not even do that. They're good. Like I'm not even gonna lie to you. They're good. But I don't know. Black Panther just kind of is kind of on another level to me. I don't know. And all the actors in there are fine. Also, they got Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan and Angela Bassett, who does not age, and you know Lupita Nyong'o, who is who is fine. You know. So anyway, I just went off a Black Panther tangent. We're talking about Endgame. But yes, I I hate to agree, disagree with you, Trevor. But to me. Endgame is not the best Marvel movie of all, of all time, but you know I can I can appreciate and respect anyone who says so. I feel like it's definitely the best of the Avengers. Sure, the four Avengers. Oh movies. yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one was really good, but I, I feel like remember. It, I don't remember it. But Endgame is really good too. Yeah, <laughs> I felt bad for Thor. I know that was so sad. 
that. Because he was just so devastated, like, throughout the movie. Yeah. But it's like, I was confused because I was like, bro, like, everybody lost somebody. Why are you taking it the hardest? I don't I get feel it. like he just blamed himself. Like, he felt responsible. Yeah. Because of the whole, you should have gone for my head thing at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Maybe. Where then it's just like, you could have gotten me, but you, you didn't. Yeah. And it's like. I don't know, like, I get it because, you know, he had just lost all of his people, you know, they were on the ship and they almost made it out, but then they didn't. So I get that. And then he lost Loki for real because Loki has died 17 times within this whole Marvel thing, but he's dead for real now. I know, I really thought they were going to bring him back in nah. some way. Loki gets some unders. Like, if we get it, you're hurt, you're not really an Asgardian, like, okay. But, yeah. Yeah. But no, so Loki's dead for real. So, I mean, I get why Thor was, you know, tripping, but that, get it together, Thor. Yeah, stop. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> yeah, stop feeling sorry for yourself. So, he came back, which is cool. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody came back. So, that was fun. So, anyway, in the paper, Trevor goes on to say Endgame picks up right where last year's Infinity Wars left off. Thanos gathered all the Infinity Stones, snapped his fingers, and wiped out half of life of the entire universe. The Earth is in, the Earth is in shambles, and uh, the Avengers are distraught and seeking revenge, and Iron Man and Nebula are lost in space. I was really confused, because I don't remember. So the last Infinity Wars, did, did Iron Man and Nebula go this? I don't remember that part. Why were they in space? Um, so, well, because remember, they got trapped on like the one spaceship that had come to Earth and try to steal the Infinity Stone from Doctor Strange. Oh. So then um, Spider-Man and Iron Man and I don't even remember who else. I think it was just those two got trapped and Doctor Strange got trapped on the spaceship and like went into space with By them the and way. it crashed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then that's where um, Spider-Man and like Doctor Strange and all of them uh, dusted. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Avengers Endgame was such a good movie. Go see it. It was it was so good. But like I said, that I don't know. They could have done something with the first hour of the movie. Y'all could have done something because it was so slow. Yeah, there was a lot of play up to like the major events towards the end. Yeah. So where do you think Marvel goes from here? Because I mean, this is a first of all, I have been investing since. 11 years ago with the first Iron Man movie in 2008, and I have just seen every move, almost every movie since, except for Ant-Man, because I don't care. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so this is like 11 years of my life, which is like, okay, that's over. So, I mean, I know, I'm pretty sure we're getting a Black, Pan Black Panther 2, which that's exciting. Uh, but other than that, I really don't know what the future for Marvel yeah, is. Do I we mean, know? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I assume. I, I, okay, I have not seen those movies either. They are but good. You with, should. See, but with watching Avengers Affinity Wars and this one, I really want to go see them. So now I'm the first to, one especially is really good. Yeah, and like I'm really like intrigued by Gamora and like she's Thanos' daughter. Also, shout out to Zoe Zaldana who is so beautiful. But like I was mm -hmm. okay, I was sitting in that movie theater and I was thinking like, yo, is it weird that I'm like even more like mesmerized by Zoe Saldana, even though she's like green all <laughs> over. Like this is so weird. But like Zoe Saldana is fine, okay? Yeah, she is. She's been fine, always been fine. But I don't know something in the green. I don't know. Maybe it brings out her eyes. I don't know. I can't tell you. But yes. But yeah, this has really made me want to go see Cards of the Galaxy. I think. Um, actually, okay. I just figured out what my Alexa obsession is. Actually, now I just thought about it. But yeah. So yeah, Cards of the Galaxy. I really do want to see those because I'm very intrigued. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one, seeing how 
Oh yeah, Gamora. They're hunting for Gamora. Basically, I feel like it's Where'd the angle go? that they're going to. Well, she uh, like disappeared. Yeah. And Chris Pratt's character was like looking at the screen, like yeah, hiding yeah. after her, like wondering, like. Where and Gamora's not in love with him no more. Yeah, she doesn't remember him. Aww. It was so sad. That was sad. I knew that was coming. Like whenever Thanos and her went through like the little time jump yeah. into like the present, I was like, they're gonna encounter each other. And Gamora isn't going to know him. Well, see, okay, so, see, this is why, like, okay, some people died, but we also got some people back, so that's why I said, okay, so Black Panther, not Black Panther, who, if Black Panther would have died, let me tell you something, if Black Panther would have died, all the black people in the universe would have rioted, you hear me? Black people would have stopped messing with Marvel completely, Especially okay? Especially after only one movie. Yes, you kill off our king? No, that would have been a problem. And I feel like, that, I knew black people wasn't going to die because if he did, I would have saw all on social media. Like, black people would have been, like, in an uproar. So, I knew he wasn't going to die. But, gosh, what was I going to say? I totally forgot. Oh, so that's why, like, I wasn't really mad when some people died because we also got some people back. So, like, Gamora came back. Um, You know, who else came back? Spider-Man came back. Like, everybody everybody who was dead, like, dead, dead, like, came back, you know? So, that was cool. Um, but it also, I feel like, speaking of the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I feel like the next Guardian of the Galaxy movie is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor mixed yeah. in, because they're on a ship together now. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm curious to see how that works. How that works. Yeah. And also, I feel like Gamora, if if, St- if Thor stays, I feel like it's going to be like a, what's Chris Pratt's character? His name, do you know? Skywalker? Is that? I, I think that's Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Star-Lord. 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 I feel like it's going to be a battle between Star-Lord and Thor over Gamora's love. I'm just going to put that out there. I just feel like it's going to be that. So, y'all heard it here first. If next year, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, I'm going to just remember and be like, hey, I told y'all. So, yeah, I'm really, you know... Of course, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. to Stan Lee. He seemed like he just seemed like the nicest old man ever. He seemed like the nicest man ever. So I, I, you know, I'm interested to see if Marvel will change because you know he passed away, and you know I don't know who took over. Um, so I'm interested to see, you know, what the future of Marvel is. You know, like who are these new kids? Because I mean, Marvel has been going on for the last fifty, sixty, hundred years. I don't know. So. You know, obviously there are more characters than the ones in the Avengers, so I'm really, really excited to see the future of Marvel, see what other kind of characters are introduced, see what happens. But yes, I'm most, most looking forward to Black Panther 2. So, and I feel like we at least need three Black Panthers, because if y'all can give Iron Man, who Loki has the same storyline every movie, three or four movies, y'all can give Black Panther three or four movies. I would agree with that. Yeah! <laughs> like, if y'all have seen all the, I, I mean, I, I mean, he cool, but, like, I feel like Iron Man has the same storyline with, like, a little bit of twist. Like, okay, you got a suit. You have your little heart thingy. Something's wrong with it. It's contaminating your body. You gotta fix it. You have some kind of emotional like breakdown. breakdown. Yes. Pepper Pepper messes with you, then she doesn't mess with you. She she's in love with you, then she breaks up with you. You have an enemy somewhere in the past that you done made that came back. Like I, the same things, and like it's cool. But I'm just saying, have that same energy for Black Panther. Like if y'all can give Iron Man three or four movies, if you can give Captain America. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna take this part out, but I just have to say because I I cannot stand Captain America. He's like one of my favorites. No, like Tony said in the movie, had y'all listened to him and put a shield around the world, none of this would have happened. 
and Captain America was feeling too nice. Had I don't know. Ever since, um, I think that was like the second Avengers where they were like having that little war between Captain America and Iron Man. That was what movie was that? Uh, Civil War. Captain Civil. America Civil War. Oh, yeah. Ever since Captain America Civil War, I have not messed with Captain America. Sorry. Like, because, like, I, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, Tony was right. I was team I was team Iron Man on that one. I mean, Chris Evans is just really good to look at, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he has a very nice butt. Also, he does his squats. Okay. I yeah. did appreciate that part of Endgame. Yes. Yes. I feel like a lot of people did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, sorry, I don't mean to go on a tangent how, you know. Which, that's another thing that will be changing. Who's going to, well, we obviously know that. Yes, come Sam, on. Sam is taking the First Captain of all, America. Come on for a black Captain America. Yes. Oh, my gosh, I'm here for it. Well, so that part actually, like, made me sad because, you know, Captain, Mer- Captain America went, Return of the Stones, Took him a second to come back, and, like, he came back old, and, like, he actually, like, lived his life. I know. He married to, what's her face? Peggy. Peggy. And maybe they had some kids, I don't know. Made me so happy, though. Yeah, but it's the, time travel was a crazy thing, so he was only gone for 10 seconds, but, like, he was gone for, like, 70 years or something like that, which is, which is crazy. Oh. And Bucky knew. That made me so happy. Oh, like, I guess Captain America feel- told, told his buddy Bucky. That. But not Sam. <laughs> but not Sam. Yeah, I would be like, you know, you could have told me I was gonna become Captain America. You could have like gave me a couple of days to mentally prepare. But you know, whatever. So yes, I'm here for a Black Captain America. I'm actually he'll probably get a couple movies because we really don't know his story. Like yeah. he's always been the sidekick, which you know. Well, I think him and Bucky are getting a movies? series. Cool. Like, I'm not sure on Disney Plus. Huh. So. Do we care about that? No, I'm asking. I guess it depends if it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. And how much they're charging for it. <laughs> also, major key. That is true. That is true. Okay. So, what else does Trevor say? So, Trevor says, um, leading up to the movie's release, fans had no idea what the Avengers were are up to this time, other than a quest for brutal revenge. Going into this movie without knowing a single thing about what's to come is is the best to it's the best to keep surprises. Throughout the film, Marvel delivers a heap of surprises that are always unexpected and intriguing. So, what you, would you, what would you say was like the most surprising thing for you that happened in the movie? Spoiler: don't, We don't care. We're spoiling. I don't know who's the most surprising, but this was like the moment that like I actually like gasped, and it was whenever uh, Captain America picked up Thor's hammer because that's a big deal. Yeah, I was confused on why he was able to do that. Because uh, nobody is supposed, like, you have to be worthy to be able to pick it up. So, like, that was a big moment. I guess. Well, for some people, I guess. I just think, like I said before, I'm not going to say it again because I've cussed too many times. But y'all know how I feel about Captain America. But I can understand your sentiment. I just I just haven't messed with this Captain America. Now this now this Sam, I I, pro- I might mess with him now. So Captain America might, might be worthy in my eyes again. But I can appreciate all you Captain America fans. I know why y'all, I know why y'all like y'all dude. I get it. He's, he's I great. I thought it was a big moment because uh, nobody else has been able to lift the hammer. So that was just a surprise for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so if you haven't seen Captain America, or not Captain America, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, go see it. I'm just really excited for the history, for the um, the future of Marvel films, you know, see what we're going to get. Yeah, supposedly they're making a Black Widow 
prequel as that, well. Okay, so as I was leaving the movie, because, yeah, I feel like Black Widow, like, we kind of know her history a little bit, but not a lot. So, like, now she's dead, you know, like, we're not going to get any movies from her, but we could get a prequel, though. So I think that I would go see a Black Widow prequel just to see kind of where she came from. Yeah, you know, and how she went from being, like, basically an assassin to, to being, yeah. To this. So, yeah, so if you haven't gone, see, if you haven't gone to see an Endgame, if you care to see it, go see it, okay? Because at this point, I feel like with movies, I feel like you have, like, a two-week period. After two weeks, social media, we can say whatever we want to say. We can spoil whatever we want to spoil. Yeah, I'm by tired that point, of filtering myself in public. Yes, by that at that point, you should have gone see it, so I don't feel sorry for you. So, our last story was written by our lovely reporter, Aaliyah. Shout out to you. Um, and it says, reporters should be respected for their work, not detested. So, she says, after working at the Alessa for a semester, I have realized that even though my job is important and an integral role in the community of this campus, the things student journalists are often overlooked. So, do you feel like, as a student journalist, do you feel like you are often, often overlooked? I mean, I haven't experienced it as much since I mainly edit, but I did my first news story this week. Ooh! Yeah! that? So, uh, going out and interviewing people was just a completely, like, different experience. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have any troubles personally with this story, but, like, I just heard about all, like, the issues people have had with, like, finding people to talk to them or people being, like, apprehensive about talking to them because uh, they don't want them to, like, say something that's going to make them look bad. So, I think it is just difficult at times. And people yeah. don't really understand, like, what we do. Yes. Because there's a negative connotation about, like, journalists now, I feel like. Yeah. Just because of Thanks, the whole, Trump. yeah, fake news. Thank and, you. you know, media wars against, like, between, like, Fox and, like, CNN. Like, yeah. I don't know. People just have, like, a really, like, negative view of media. And it's rough. You're <laughs> killing us here. No, um, I just want to take a moment, especially because this is the last podcast for the semester, um, I just want to take a moment to shout out the Alessa reporters because I actually, funny story, I um, I actually applied, last year I applied to be a reporter, um, you know, basically, you know, got an interview, whatever, like, and they, when they interview you to be a reporter, they, like, give you, like, a, like, little test run, so, like, you know, you have to, like, write a story or whatever, and so... I was writing the story, and, like, something just didn't, something in my spirit just didn't feel right. So I was like, you know what? Okay, no, I'm not going to do it. So I didn't do it. And then, literally a few months later, the podcast position opened, and here I am. So, I, you know, I feel like that was just God, like, looking out for me because, like, he knew and I knew that this would be a better fit, way, like, a hundred times over a better fit for me. So, you know, shout out to God for looking out. But, hey, man, and, and, and I'm not even in the newsroom like that, but just in watching y'all and, seeing what y'all have to do every week and seeing what y'all go through. Shout out to y'all, man, because I couldn't do it. First of all, you have to have a strong, 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 you know, level of being able to take rejection. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, well, actually, you know, I'll, I'll let Aaliyah say it because she, she kind of goes into what uh, being a reporter is like. So she says, Monday morning, start by checking my email for story assignments, some of which I love and others I hate. When I first started at the Alesto, I was writing about two stories a week, but recently I have been assigned around four stories a week. This may not seem like much, but when most stories require at least three interviews to be scheduled, uh, this adds 
This adds to about 12 people I have to schedule time to speak with on top of my schoolwork. Right after I get to my stories, I email my sources asking if they'd like to be interviewed, and if so, when they'd like to meet. Sometimes people respond kindly with meeting time, to, and we're able to get the story done within a few days. Other times, students ignore me or simply decline interviews for reasons beyond my control. The people I contact to interview are always my first choice and usually the best person to talk to about the subject. When interviews are declined, it is not only hard because I have a deadline to meet, but it's also hard to get the most accurate information for the story. Nothing is wrong with declining interviews because everyone has a choice to talk or not. However, I think that being on a college campus is important to keep the community at SIUE aware and informed of what is happening, whether that be lighthearted news or something deeper. So... They go through a lot, okay? That All that to say, they go through a lot. And like I said, you know, they have to schedule interviews for the story. And, like, usually, like Aaliyah said, they have to, you know, have three different interviews for sor- different sources for the story. So usually, depending on what the story is, you know, you might get one student, one faculty member, blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, some people want to talk to us, they cool, and some people just don't. And, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't I don't know why. Like, some some people may really just may not have time. That's cool, that's fine, whatever. Some people may not want to talk. Like, that's cool, whatever. But I don't know. When people, like, I have seen emails that people have sent to us, like, declining interviews, and they're so rude. Like, just say you don't want to be in my story and move along. Like, I don't understand why you got to be nasty. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think they just don't understand that, like, when we're asking for interviews, we really just want, like, the most accurate information. We want the truth. Exactly. Like, we're going to, we have to print the story either way. So tell us your side. Give us the facts so when we do print, like, it's as accurate and as fair as possible because we want all sides of the stories. Yes, and first of all, I think, like, you, like thanks, Trump, because I think <laughs> that, you know, the people, not only here, but just, like, in the world where they don't trust people, who are for newspapers or any kind of media because, you know, they think we're going to spin the story in, like, a weird way that'll fit us. And First of all, that's that's unethical. That's illegal. We can't mm-hmm. do that. Um, we literally just say the facts. I mean, we do have angles, but, like, at the end of the day, angles are just how we tell the story. So, like, there's still facts. So it's like, say there's, like, an issue happening on campus between two groups of people, like, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, depending on the story. So let's say, like, one group has given us all these quotes and one group, you know, declines, declines to interview. Well, what do you want us to do? Obviously, we're going to go with the with the angle for the group that, like, gave us the interviews. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, because we'll obviously still try to show both sides. But yeah. people are going to listen to the other side more because they actually get to hear from those people directly. Right. And so, like, of course, like. You know, like uh, Jennifer said, like, we tell both sides of the story. We're not out here. We're not, like, uh, a right-wing paper. We're not a left paper. Like, we're just a paper. A paper, you know, for college students for the SIU campus. So we're not not trying to spin anything negatively. We just want to say this is what's happening on campus just so you guys are informed. Just so you guys know. And like I said, we can't spin stuff that is illegal. We cannot do that legally. That is unethical, you know? So, you know... Again, I, I've said it two, twice already, but shout out to our president. I had to call, call him our Cheeto in chief because like he looks like a Cheeto sometimes. <laughs> shout out to our Cheeto in chief for, um, you know, for messing it up for all of us because you know people people really have the wrong idea about us sometimes. So, 
Aaliyah goes on to say, which we kind of just said, we are not looking to dig up dirt, expose some conspiracy or private secrets. We are just informing our community. Now, with that being said, if there is dirt or if there is secrets or whatever, we're going to expose them because we... Uh, that's we, our job. That's our job. <laughs> and we feel like that students on the SIV campus and people in the world should just know what's going on on our campus, right? So... If there is something fishy going on, we are going to report on it. But that's not all we do. You know what yeah, I mean? But we, we don't go out looking to spin things no. negative that aren't negative. Right, right. No. And literally, we just state facts. That's it. Like, we just state facts. Here's what happened. And we back up. Okay? But, you know, not not even that. Like, of course, we report on sports. We report on, you know, like, we just, like, um... We've talked about this before. We report on like a "What I Wish You Knew" campaign, which is a huge. I feel like was a huge like bonding experience for like everybody on campus. You know, so like we have we report on other things. We're not out here just trying to like expose everybody. You know, now there are if there are things that need to be exposed, we will expose you. You know, because because we're trying to tell the truth. We're not gonna lie. You know, but that's not all we do. So going on, uh, she says people do not realize how important it is to have a newspaper. I know not every student in staff member reads the Alesso, but being able to have a source of information that is not just fluff is special to have on a college campus. At the Alesso, we are simply doing our jobs. I repeat, at the Alesso, we are simply doing our jobs. We have nothing against any chancellor, any vice chancellor of whatever. We have nothing against any any staff member student organization we have nothing we have nothing against nobody we have to be neutral okay we have nothing against nobody but if something happens on campus we report on it and i don't get why people are so like what part of that don't y'all understand i don't know i don't know either and i just feel like people don't really know how much work goes into making the paper there's so many hours that go in each week between people Interviewing people, having to then go through those interviews and pull out quotes, writing the stories, mm-hmm. going through four rounds of edits every week. Like, it's a lot of work. And so we are trying to make it as fair and accurate as possible. Like, we're not trying to do anything other than that. Yes. So Aaliyah, Aaliyah just been fire, man. So she says, at the Alesso, we're simply doing our jobs. Sometimes that means covering a baseball game, and other times that means reporting on a scandal on campus. Either way, we're just trying to give the public their basic right on to know what's going on. That's it. That's it. We're not out here just trying to dig up dirt. But, you know, we just believe people should know what's going on in our world. So, she says, reporting is so important and helping the public become informed is one of the most important parts of this job. Because of this, it is frightening that simply by reporting on information that should be given to the public, journalists have to fear have to fear for their lives. Is it that deep? I, 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 like, I mean, that's not, not, even, that's not, not even me here, being condescending. Yeah, I mean, that's not even be, me being condescending. Like, I really want to know. Like, I mean, I don't think here or even i mean i'm sure like there are some journalists like in our country that receive death threats like i'm sure oh sure yeah um but obviously like that's not really the case like on campus like it's not that deep but in other countries in our country like i'm sure there are some cases that it's really it's it can be a dangerous job yeah so in conclusion she says whether you read the alesto regularly or not it's important for everyone on campus to respect the reporters people need to realize that we are just simply doing our job so please whether you are a student professor or staff member remember that we just want to keep the public informed so please give us some more respect put hey as birdman said put some respect on our name okay listen like we have said plenty of times before we're not trying to we're not trying to you know 
burn no bridges, but at the same time, like, we're not trying to, like, sugarcoat things. You know what I'm saying? So Exactly. And Elias says that even if you don't read the paper, you should. You should read the paper. You know, we're online. We have a website. If you don't want to pick up a paper, we're on a website, alessalive.com. It gets sent to your emails. Even if you don't read all the stories, just scroll through, see if anything is interesting to you. You don't have to read it, all of them, but pick out a few. Yeah. You should be reading some of them. Yeah. We cover some good stuff. Yeah, we do. We do. We so have stuff for everyone. We Reviews, do. Yeah. News stories, yes. opinions, everything. Everything. Yes, we we have some juicy stuff, so check it out. So, uh, to conclude our last podcast, um, I want to do our Lesser Obsessions, which is where we talk about anything we're obsessed with. So, for mine, because I, I just thought about it as we were talking about the Avengers, mine is, did you know we have a movies page? I did. Yes. So people, I don't know how many people know this. People know about this. But if you're on the SIU campus, all you got to do is type in siue.edu slash movies. And literally, SIU has their own, like, Netflix. Like, they have so many stuff. And when I say, like, new stuff, like, they have, I think they have Infinity Wars on there. They have, like, so many, like, new movies. I can't even, uh, I wish I would have pulled it up. I should pull it up real quick. But no. They have so many good movies, and, like, if you don't have Netflix or, you know, like, you don't really have any kind of movie movie or TV streaming services, um, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good option. And it's completely free. It is completely free. Hold on, let me look it up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because now I want to, let's see, free movies. Oh, no, just kidding. It's movies.siue.edu. I'm sorry. Movies.siue.edu. So, like, they have the 21 Jump Street movies. They have, oh, my gosh, they have so so many. Um, they have Aquaman, which literally came out, what, not even a year ago. They have Aquaman on there. Um, Baywatch, all the Born Identity movies. They have Creed 2, which came out last year. Um, you know, so many good stuff. They have that. They have some documentaries on there. Um, they have romance. Then they, and they have also all kinds of movies. So they have comedy, action, romance, documentary, horror. Get Out is on this, which I love. Um, they have adventure. They have western, fantasy, mystery. They have children's movies from my children's are hard, crime, war, musical, everything. So movies.siub.edu if you're on the SIEB campus and you want to watch some movies, go for it. So yeah, that's mine. Go ahead. I was going to say Netflix and Hulu are both mine because that's all I do in my free time. Yes. Um, but maybe movies uh, needs to be my new obsession as well. Okay. Um, also coffee, any kind. Yes. Any kind from anywhere, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Hot, cold, black coffee. See, are you one of those people? I can't stand these people. The people that they will drink literally cold iced coffee in the winter. I can't stand those people. Cannot stand those people. Honestly, I can't really either. Like, I'm sorry. If it's cool outside, I need my hot drink. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't. Especially if I'm going to be walking outside. If you're going to be inside all day, Whatever. fair play. But, like, if you're going anywhere, if you're walking between classes and stuff like that, no, I need a hot drink in the winter. Yeah. So, that is our show for today. First of all, before I share my like, my little spiel, um, you know, this has been a really good year. Um, you know, I wanted to go into TV. Not, well, yeah, TV radio. Um, and I definitely want to tap into my radio side. So shout out to the Alestil and for Tammy, Tammy Merritt, who was our program director, director and advisor for taking a chance on me and letting me talk all my stuff and be reckless on this microphone and, you know, 
all that stuff. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to the Mass Comm Department and their audio lab, you know, for letting us have this space a little bit. Shout out to Dr. Musana Kapatamoyo. Oh my gosh, I love that man so much. He is the uh, department chair of the Mass Communication mass communications program um he's a huge 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 supporter of the alesto um and the alesto podcast um he has literally like sent this podcast over to like other people such as like people from like fox 2 and like kplr 11 which is wild so you know thank you to him for being so supportive um the mass comm department just in general thank you for being supportive thank you to anyone who has listened shared told a friend told a family member about us you know Whatever. Like, this has been so fun, and I cannot wait to come back next year to report on some more stories. So that is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our website, alestolive.com, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Alesto. And also don't forget to pick up the paper on Thursdays if you're on the SIB campus. I'm your host, Erica Green. Check us out next semester right here at Alesto After Hours.